Hey everybody, welcome to the Country Soul Podcast. This is Byron, and this is episode number 20. We're in, uh, not double digits, we've been in double digits for a while. Um, anyway, we've done 10 twice, 20, that's what that means. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast where I just talk to you know, the influential people that I've met uh, throughout the country and line dance, partner dance, music, community. So um, I've been dancing for about four years now, and... Throughout the time, I've met some cool folks, and uh, I like to shine little spotlights on the people that I find interesting and influential. So this week, I wanted to do something a little special uh, because Thanksgiving is coming up. So this one's going to be a little bit more centered around that kind of community and um, you know coming together and what really line dancing and partner dancing has, has allowed for us. So today I have two folks that have started their own kind of little group here in San Diego that have been pretty cool recently. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi guys, I'm Katie Boyle. I'm Brandon Thorsten. All right, well, where are you guys from? We'll, we'll get into your, your group and, and what's been going on recently here in a little bit, but um, where are you guys from? Yeah, so I was born into sunny 75 degree weather in San Diego, 1.22 p.m., uh, September 23rd. <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, danced down here in San Diego. Also September, baby. Um, hey! We're awesome. Um, <laughs> native SoCal, almost native Southern California. Um, been in San Diego since I was about four, born in San Bernardino, 29 Palms, because dad was a Marine. All right. Mm. Uh, but yeah, grew up here. Very cool. San Diego, I mean, California kids. Yeah. So have you guys been listening to country music for, for a while now, or is this a kind of a new development? My mom always tells this story about how I was in the car seat, and she would always turn on turn on uh, Alan Jackson, Chattahoochee. Okay. And my little legs would go bopping around. That was like my favorite song <laughs> as a kid. So definitely grew up on country music and didn't really know there was a community of people who dance to it. Got it. Um, so I kind of discovered that in college. Um, I was an RA at the dorms, and one of my friends, uh, Sydney, introduced me to this concept. She's like, oh, yeah, we always go to In Cahoots Fullerton and okay. do some line dancing out there. Where'd you go to school? Sorry, um, I cut you off. Yeah, uh, Cal State Long Beach. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so next thing I know, we're in her dorm room, and she's teaching me. I think the first one I learned was Men in Black. <laughs> All right. And then we're off to In Cahoots Fullerton, and I just fell in love. I mean, it's my favorite music, and dancing combined, it was just over after that. Perfect. Um, uh, had you danced before that? Like, just regular, you know, you go out to bars or clubs or whatever? Um, I mean, those little awkward high school dances sure. where, you know, you you think you're J-Lo and can bust a move, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think dancing, the love of dancing kind of started... Uh, my family and I, whenever we do dishes in the kitchen, hmm. it is a full-on dance party. All right. Like, that, that is the thing in the Boyle house is just <laughs> singing and dancing and, yeah, after that, yeah. Yeah, for me, um, more of an on-off love-hate thing. All right. <laughs> uh, I grew up um, rock and roll, sure. metal, Got it. all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, did not like country music. Um, when I was younger, my first year of college was in Nashville. Oh, no way. Yeah. I fought at, uh, it. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Okay. Yeah, I cool. went to Vanderbilt for my first year. 
I fought it. I fought it. I fought it. And I came home with two Garth Brooks uh, albums, yeah. a George Strait album, and bought a pair of boots when I got home. Um, nice. And listened to it for a little while. Then none of my friends back here listened to it. Okay. Um, so it kind of faded off for me, and I got back into the you know the rock and roll metalhead kind of you know kind sure. of thing. And years go by, and I'm sitting at work one day, and I'm just like, I'm in a Jimmy Buffett kind of mood. Okay. So I put Jimmy Buffett on Pandora, and it starts playing other oh, stuff. Oh, no, in. yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, this is a good song. Who is this? Oh, it's Zach Brown. Mm. Yeah, you know, he goes on like, you know, oh, another good song. Who is this? It's Zach Brown. <laughs> oh, it's another good song. Oh, it's Zach Brown. Oh, oh, here comes some Alan Jackson coming in. Yep. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, damn. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett's a gateway drug. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then Alan and Kenny Chesney, mm. and it, you know, that kind of genre, and it just it steamrolled from there. Yeah. And, and then the funny thing for me was, as I started listening to it again, and I started going back and listening to some old stuff, um, and then it occurred to me how much I actually did listen to when I was a kid, and just didn't know it. Mm. Um, I did not know it was country music sure. it was just music it right, was just right, right. what was playing I didn't really distinguish um, Kenny Rogers or Alabama or right. the Almond Brothers that probably makes sense in San yeah. Bernardino County like it's a little bit more of a country feel in that area well and even down I was down here at the time oh, you know, really? down here I was back you know I was in San Diego um, like, uh, and I just I go back and listen I know this song I know this I know these people I huh. know this and I'm like oh damn I was listening to that as a kid yeah. I'm like wow I didn't even realize that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's you know that was kind of the music side of it. And you, so you recently got introduced to like the dance scene, right? That's new for me. Okay. Um, next month will be two years since I first stepped foot into Hoots. I went okay. in once. Got it. Um, went in. Um, I mean, the story for that is um, we um, a group of us in our gym. Um, there are a number of people there that like country music. Um, one girl in particular, um, I'll shout out to Heather. Um, I've already told her this. Uh, I blame her for this. Wait, real quick. Um, Hoots is referenced to In Cahoots in San Diego. Hashtag <laughs> Hoots is home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had our, our gym Christmas party. Um, and it was late. And she said, let's put on some country music. So we did. Um, none of us danced, but she did. Um, and so she started doing some stuff and she goes, here, look at this. And she busts out a line dance. None of us knew what the hell it was. Mm. Um, and so somebody goes, what is that? And she goes, <laughs> well, this is what us girls do because guys can't two-step. Ooh, burn. <laughs> burn. <laughs> um, so she, she grabs a couple of us and, you know, we do a couple moves and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so then me and a, another friend, Kelly, we're like, you know what, we're going to do this. Um, and we decided to go into Hoots. Yeah. So we did like two weeks later. We went down there on a That's Thursday so night. Went back in January a couple times and was super frustrated. Um, <laughs> I was that guy who, I mean, very, a lot of people don't, don't get this now, but I'm very quiet by nature, very mm. shy, very introverted, uh, very self-conscious. Yeah. Um, I ran away from every dance floor I ever saw. <laughs> uh, I wanted nothing to do with being on one. No idea what to do sure. or anything. Um, but I finally hit that point where I was like, this is dumb. 
Yeah, right. Um, what do you I have just to lose? need to get over myself mm. and just go out and learn it. Good. Um, and so that's when we decided to go in. And January, February were really, really, really frustrating. Went in just a couple times. You go in <laughs> once, you learn a dance. You don't do it again for three weeks. You forget it. You go in the next time. Right. You learn another dance. Well, you don't even learn it because I have no idea what it's doing. You learn an eight count, forget it. Yep. <laughs> um, and then by the end of February, I'm like, I am so freaking frustrated at this. I don't remember anything. Mm. I've gone through four or five dances. I can't even do them. <laughs> Um, and then I just realized the only way this is going to happen is I'm just going to have to be a regular. Right. And so end of February, I like, all right, March, here we go. I'm going to be here three days a week. Good. Um, this is the only way it's going to happen. <laughs> and that March, I actually kind of consider March to be my like official start okay. dancing. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, told myself three days a week. I was actually there five, <laughs> uh, five days a week. Oh, uh, well, next couple months. It I, creeps under your skin. Like, yeah. I mean, you just keep wanting mm -hmm. to, want to come back. So. Yeah. I remember um, when I was back home from college um, at my parents' house and one of my girlfriends, Haley, and I trying to justify and explain to our mothers that going three times a week is a completely normal amount because mm -hmm. we were at Stampede like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right. anytime like the younger people could get in, we were there. So yeah. It's different when you tell, I mean, I guess... People see that as you're going to a bar three nights a week or four mm -hmm. nights a week. Like, well, Getting home at 2 a.m. Yeah, but yeah. we're not there to get hammered. We're going, we're, <laughs> we're going to, to learn these freaking dances and have fun. Like, um, well, the people that see me there, I mean, if I go out five nights a week, two or three nights a week, I might start the night with a drink. Right. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And I'm pounding water the rest of the night. So I yeah. can go out five or six nights a week. Totally. And have three drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, over those five or six nights. Yeah. It's not about that. And that was, that was a, a, an interesting thing um, going out. Because I, when I started going, I'd only gone out to bars. To, you know, you go out to bars to drink. And I didn't realize that there is a significant amount of the line dance or the country community that just goes out to dance specifically. And they're not, they're just, you know, be bar flies. Mm -hmm. So Exactly. Yeah, I mean, coming from a girl's perspective, if, if we're spinning that many times on the dance floor, <laughs> oh, you just, I can't, I can't handle a drink. It just, yeah. You know. Well, that was part of it, too. It's like me, again, being the guy that never knew how to dance or afraid of it. It's like, yeah. okay, I suck as it is. <laughs> You're going to put a few <laughs> drinks in me. <laughs> that's going to be really bad. <laughs> I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think when I started, Did I can't remember being frustrated. I mean, I knew I was frustrated trying to learn, but I think I only went once a week for the first probably two or three months as well. And then I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get these down. Because I was definitely the one on the floor just messing everybody up so I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. I was just standing in the back like, oh, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to learn. So um, definitely it took coming multiple times a week and just dedicating yourself to looking stupid for a little bit. Yep. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. did you both, I mean, so wait, wait, you started real young. Like you were your, what, 18? Um, yeah, 18. So uh, about six years ago. And... Yeah, we need I, to age ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to date myself. <laughs> no. So, so did you just start with the line dancing aspect, or did you try to dabble in partner as well? Um, I think in cahoots Fullerton had quite a good, um, quite a good mix of two steppers as well. Mm. Um, so they had a lot of partner dancing going on. So I kind of fell into that. Mm. Um, 
And same with Stampede, you know, they, they kind of cut it pretty much half and half. Right. Um, so that part I just kind of jumped into as well and loved them both completely, yeah. The line dancing for me was actually probably the only way I was going to get into dancing, and mm. that's why it made it so easy. Sure. Not having a dance background or having any moves, so to speak, or having any yeah. idea what to do with a dance partner. <laughs> um it was it was a really really nice entry um, to getting out there because I had somebody telling me what to do, teaching mm-hmm. me what to do. So if I could learn something, I mean I'm good at learning stuff sure. and then repeating it. Um, but that whole f- the freestyle aspect of any of type dancing, of yeah. you know partner dancing or anything like that, I had no base for. Mm-hmm. So the line dancing was a great venue. You know that 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 got me out there, and at least it yeah it took a while, and it was frustrating for the first couple months until you get down enough dances that you can actually be yep. out there more than five minutes <laughs> in a night. Um, but it got me there. It taught me some footwork. It taught me some steps. It, it allowed me to get out there, even though mm. now sometimes I give the exact opposite advice to, to guys. <laughs> um, because I'm like, hey, you know, if you're learning a line dance, you learn one line dance, right? Now you know one. You show up at a bar and you're waiting all night for that one song to play. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Whereas if you can actually We've go out, that. right? <laughs> oh, damn. I was in the bathroom when it played. Now, you know? <laughs> Um, but if you can actually take some lessons and learn even just some really basic two-step, mm. you know, if you can learn five or six moves, you can be out on the floor every single, you know, partner yeah. dance set. If you can learn, you know, a couple of the choreographed ones and learn some very basic partner moves, mm-hmm. um, every single partner set. You can be on the dance floor while you're waiting for those one or two line dances that you know to come up. That's a good point. Yeah, because I think a lot of guys that go into dancing, maybe even the the ladies too, they don't have the the knowledge yet for any partner dancing. So it's intimidating to go and step out there. So you're just on the corner like waiting for that line dance that you learned to come on so you can jump out. It might be a little bit easier for the ladies because you were asked to dance. Yeah, I honestly think it's so much harder on the guy side is that <laughs> if you don't know how to dance, I, I've had guys come up and say, oh, hey, can you can you teach me? And <laughs> it is so hard to teach someone as a follow. Um, but, I mean, on the girl side, I think I luck out because, you know, they're leading. And um, I think I've been... I've had some pretty good coaches who have asked me to dance and have ended up taking me to the side and... Um, mm. teaching me more in depth sure um, and super thankful for that because that really helps uh, your development as a partner dance now yeah I I can't I can't think of the first person that I danced with that includes but I know early on I danced with um, this lady that had been dancing for years I'm pretty sure she competed and <laughs> it was like it was the most terrifying moment I was like okay I'm gonna go and embarrass <laughs> myself right now. But in the back of my mind, this is the only way I'm going to get better if I dance with people that have a little bit more knowledge than I do and maybe they can give me pointers or something mm-hmm. while I'm on the floor. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely a, a scary thing for guys coming in. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's exact, I mean, you're exactly right on that. The, the better dancers, whatever side of it, whether you're the lead or the follow, mm. you know, the better dancers are the better ones to dance with, even though you don't necessarily want to because you're you, you're embarrassed. You're right. afraid of being embarrassed. You, you might think, oh, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. I still think that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I don't deserve to dance with that person or I don't have anything to offer that particular person. Right. 
you know, on the dance floor, yet those are the people that you you will actually have the most fun with and you will improve the fastest with. Yeah, totally. And kind of off of that, um, I have this rule when I go out dancing is I typically never say no to a dance just yeah. because on the guy side, um, they work up so much courage to go out and ask you and are at that vulnerable state and it's one song, it's three mm-hmm. minute song mm-hmm. um, and that can build someone's confidence up to ask the next person. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so to keep people encouraged to be in our dancing community, I think that's really important is that people say more yeses to dances. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. And I'm exactly like, the same way. Yeah. If and the girl's going to ask me to dance, I'm going to dance. Right. And they, the only times, there are really only two instances when I really say no. Uh-huh. And one is if we just got off a line <laughs> dance set of, you know, <laughs> holy moly with maybe shake and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't breathe. Give me give me a song, please. I'll yeah. come get you, you know. I just awkwardly uh, apologize for like my sweatiness. Sweat like drips on them and I'm like casually wiping it away. That's it's so fun. funny. Everyone always apologizes for being sweaty. Even the people that you've seen like over and over they like, yeah. you don't have to apologize. I understand. I am also very yeah. sweaty right now. There's no need to apologize. Yeah, the the only other case is sometimes there's just some songs that get played as like a two step and you're mm. like, this is just a horrible yeah, thing. it's like you just I cannot if I actually want to try and stay on beat with this and make this dance work. Yeah, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But the thing I'll try and do those, even if I say, can we do, can we wait a song? Can we sure. do another one? Um, I actually mean that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like I will. I've walked across a bar to find somebody mm-hmm. that I told. Yeah, you know, right. I, I literally. I, I it's like I'm, I'm not actually blowing you off, and I mean that. Right. I, I actually just meant, can we wait a song? Uh, and I've gone like across one. the place to find them and say, hey, let's dance now. Yeah. You know? I think one of the biggest things that we've talked about in, in our dance class is that one of the number one reasons that people quit dancing is unwarranted feedback from a partner. Mm. So um, a lot of times you'll be dancing with someone and typically each person knows if you messed up or you got off beat, it just feels a little bit awkward in the dance. Um, but a lot of people will... <laughs> You know, give that hey, what negative are you doing? feedback. Yes. <laughs> you stepped wrong. What a cool guys. Relax. Yeah, but that's that really shies people away from jumping back out there yeah. because they feel like they did it wrong. I very much like the aspect of, you know, the girl never does anything wrong. I love that. You know, the guys who practice that in the dance park. I always tell everyone that. The guys, it's the guy's responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care if somebody else screwed up. I'm like, I screw up all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, no, I don't care. Don't worry about it. Or if we start to dance and you say, I don't know very much, I don't care. Right. Let's just go. We'll play with something. We'll figure it out. And you know. Yeah. And uh, kind of circling back to the the first kind of thing we were talking about right there, I think. Hey, uh, what was that? <laughs> we were just talking about how, it, how it's. <laughs> no, I mean it all was related, but how the community is like is accepting of. Or maybe not the community, except thing. I think just country dancing in general, people understand that it's it's customary to say yes to, mm-hmm. to dances. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more inviting to the people that maybe didn't have any dance experience in the past. So it's an easier foot in the door to begin dancing because it's, for whatever reason, more widely known that in a two-step, in a country scene, if you ask somebody more chances than not you're going to be said yes to. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. yes, there's that that element of guys, you know, building up the courage to ask mm-hmm. someone, but I think it's a little bit less scary than 
you're at your homecoming dance and yeah. you're trying to ask someone to slow dance or something like that. It's a little bit different in there. So definitely. And that's, that's one of the things that I know I've mentioned it in a lot of my episodes, but, um, the country dance community is, is so unique in that aspect. And then people are drawn to it. I mean, it drew, that's what drew me in initially was I knew that about it and it was true. Mm-hmm. So I came and I asked people to dance. People asked me to dance and it was just, Everyone was very friendly and willing to help, and it was great. So, um, yeah. Community, it's great. Community. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm going to start talking a little bit about really the reason I, I wanted to have you all on. But I've noticed in... So, I've we've done the Bay Area. They have their own little groups there. Um, Texas has a ton of just little dance families that they go and travel with and stuff like that. I don't know if it's very common in a lot of other areas. I think they have one in, in Ohio, um, LDFM or, yeah, LDMF. I always say FM, LDMF. <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, and in San Diego, in Southern California in general, we have so many dancers. I'm surprised there hasn't been more like little groups that come up that are helping each other and building each other up and taking trips together. It's always this little one-offs like, oh, we're these disparate groups of people are going to go out and go to Montana's this weekend. But you guys have started kind of your own little social group that is really dedicated to making everybody get better and caught my eye. I was like, okay, this is awesome because <laughs> I want people to, to be better and feel more confident when they're out on the dance floor in San Diego. So talk to me a little bit about what is going on there. Yeah. So, um, it all kind of started, uh, I was going down to my community um, uh, gym, and when I was walking past, I noticed the racquetball court, and it just kind of hit me. I was like, this would make a perfect dance floor. <laughs> and um, it, when you go to a bar and do the partner dancing, it's kind of nerve-wracking to try new moves, and you try to find space on the side where you can practice with other people. Um, and I just got this idea that, why not have everybody over and kind of start practicing the moves that um, we've always wanted to learn and pulling up videos and Mm. learning from each other. So um, I made up this thing called Lifts, Dips, and Tricks, (laughs) LDT as it's now called. Um, But yeah, I got um, a bunch of the dancers in San Diego, told them this concept I was thinking about, and so many people jumped on board and were saying, this is what we've been looking for. It's so hard to find consistent dance partners. It would be great to just have this community of people. And so we held the first one and maybe 15 people came and then 20 the next time and it just keeps growing. Awesome. Um, and it's so much easier to be in person with someone and have people walk you through moves. And it all kind of starts of you'll look across the room and see Brandon do a move with Megan and you'll walk over there and be like hey can you teach Reese and I this move and he'll walk us through it and so it's all about collaborating and sharing uh, some of our favorite moves on the dance floor and it's so cool to go out after and see people just nailing them to all (laughs) these great two-step songs it's awesome yeah I mean there's no leader it's not like there's there's one instructor teaching us it's it's everybody it's a community Mm -hmm. it's a fully shared you know type of event Mm -hmm. um you saw something hey let's work on this you're looking around the room you're like oh what are they doing over there that looks cool yeah you know (laughs) like she said 
um, and then just trading off with different people and trying different things with different dance partners and getting right. used to working with different dance partners. Yeah, and, I imagine that's pretty beneficial too. You know, absolutely. Um, and it's just it's it's everybody just bringing you know you know their their stuff, their favorites, and just um, spreading it and not worrying. I mean, you know, the, the idea is not you know. I need to learn stuff to look better than everybody else. Is mm. how do we all get better yes. at this together? Yes. Um, you know, it's kind of like check the egos and don't worry about that. Let's just all have fun. Let's all learn. Let's all grow. Yeah. And so when we all go out as a group or we all meet together on yep. pick a night at a, at a place, doesn't right. matter, you know, that we're all spending more time on the floor yeah. because of this and we're all having more fun because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that when I first got into to dancing, I, you know, I made it a little more regular, I would have a hard time having a consistent dance partner. And it never occurred to me to just, hey guys, come over to one spot and let's all just figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. And it made going to Incahoots or Moonshine Beach or wherever a little more difficult because I'm just sitting on the side like, who, who can I match with right now? Because I wanted, I still want to you know, improve on my skills and it's great to show folks, you know, new stuff when they're just learning and, and out at a bar. But when I wanted to do something a little bit more challenging, who's that person that I can work on stuff with? And now you guys are cultivating this group of people that are, you're always improving. You're always getting better. And you always have people to dance with. It's great. Yeah, well, it's, the- it's cool that um, I feel like we have so many different skill levels. But still, mm. everyone can collaborate together. Mm. You know, some people are more in the basics and learning basic dips. And then some people are doing some of the bigger lifts. And we're helping spot them and, mm. like, do it in a safe manner where we can learn that as well. Um, but, yeah, it comes from all different skill sets, which is nice. And I really think, you know, as somebody who's tried this, learning something new or trying something for the first time on the dance floor is exactly the wrong place to be doing it. <laughs> it doesn't mean don't do it, but it just, it means it's probably not going to go well because you're all concerned. You may or may not be dancing with somebody you're familiar with. Sure. Uh, so there's a little bit of nerves with that. And as the lead, your brain's going a mile a minute. Like, what was that? What was that? How's that going? How's that yeah. going? You know, and you, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and you're you're probably gonna screw it up more likely than not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you've only got three minutes to get it right. You know, <laughs> right. because then the song's over. You have to plan it out meticulously you know? in real time. <laughs> yeah. So to have you know that chance to where yes, music is playing. Yes, you're dancing to the song. But you're not just there for three minutes, and then you go your separate ways, and you mm-hmm. have to go ask somebody else to dance, and then you go screw it up again. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, is you just you're just there, you know. And Katie and I will work on something for a while, and then somebody else will come in, and she'll work with somebody else, and I'll work with somebody else, and, yeah. and yeah. then you just have the time, a chance to just do it over and over and over again. I think there's, I think there's a lot to say to that because a lot of people say that. Um, it's important for you to practice with different people because everyone has different follows. Everyone has a different style of lead. So getting familiar with so many different types of mm-hmm. those styles is really helpful. Um, I've noticed a huge improvement in my dance because we have, you know, 10, 15 guys out there that um, all have very, very different styles yeah. of leading. And that's what I, was, I wanted to ask. Have you seen you your skills improve because of this? Because I... I mean, I imagine that there's no way it would have gone down. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's a combination of two things for me, personally. It's one, um, your um, your repertoire, your library of what you know expands. Mm, right. But it's the confidence in them, too. 
um, your confidence in, uh, in yourself and in your lead yep. in those moves. And, and if you're jumping all over inside your own head of what you want to do next, you're probably yeah. not going to do it well or smoothly. Right. But if you've done it you know, 50 times over instead of twice, right. you're like, oh, I know, I know this. I can do this. Right. You know? And so if I lead mm-hmm. it, now you can just lead it. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have to, you know, be in your own head so right. much thinking about it. The moves now just start to flow because, again, you've done it fifty times, a hundred yeah. times. At, at some point, it becomes almost muscle memory. Like you're in yeah. a certain position, mm-hmm. you understand your positioning, you you can feel where your follow is, and okay, from this area that I'm at right now, I have this, this, and this that I can do without thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mu- uh, muscle memory, I guess, could come into play in that. Absolutely. I think something that's really helped uh, with LDT um, is that everyone in our, our group uh, comes from very different backgrounds of dance. Oh, so really? we have some Lindy Hop people, we have some people who started with Salsa, some people who started with West Coast. Mm. Um, so it's very cool. A lot of moves from those styles of dances, yeah. people will incorporate into two-step, um, which is is very new, very trendy, very exciting. It's not the traditional stuff that you see. Um, so that's something I really, really love that people bring into the group um, is kind of their unique style from whatever background of dance that they um, grew up with. That is interesting. Because, yeah, well, I'm going to speak more from a country swing standpoint because that's you. That's what I'm trying to expand on here. Mm-hmm. But that style, I guess you can call it, is it seems like just bits and pieces from all of these different traditional dance styles that you know what we're gonna incorporate this in some kind of bar dance Mm -hmm. style and it works yeah if you can listen to the music you can hear the music and hopefully be on for you know most of the song (laughs) it looks great regardless of the style that you you incorporate into that into that dance that's what's actually got some of us like we're doing west coast swing now Mm mm-hmm yeah Uh, we got a couple you know four or five of us that are now meeting for that you know weekly um, to do that, I've started doing a, a trying to learn a bit of hustle. Okay, yeah, um, hustle is... I think hustle is to me hustle is really really close to country to swing. what to country swing. Yeah. Um. So you take that typical hustle beat, which to me that when I first saw it and, it and just light bulb goes off, the standard hustle beat is and one mm-hmm. two three and, and one mm-hmm. two three and one two three. Well, you slow that down and you change the the words from and one two three and one two, three, and mm-hmm. one, hold, two, hold, three, yeah. quick, quick, slow, <laughs> slow, quick, quick, slow, yeah. slow, all of a sudden, it's it now become two-step, <laughs> you know, and one, two, three, hustle is now quick, quick, slow, yeah. slow, two-step, um, and so you can take this entire vast, you know, library of hustle moves and mm-hmm. footwork, yeah. um, or West Coast with a slightly different timing, right? Um, you know, and now adapt that, you know, to different music. That's, that's like, it, it's very interesting how increasing the, the number of styles of dance can just improve your one style. Mm-hmm. Cause you think, oh, I need to get better at, if I want to get better at this style of dance, I have to do this style of dance over and over and over again. But no, mm-hmm. if you expand your horizons for the dances that you see, you can pick up little things and it'll make your dances look, look better. Yeah. Whether it's a styling thing or just new footwork or whatever it is, it just it improves in general your just danceability. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and what I really like about the others, you know, trying to bring over is doing the, um, I hate to just call them moves, the, the sequences right. that you're going through on beat. Yep. With footwork, with repeatable Yep, footwork. That's important you know, to the music. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like, well, how do you do this? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you just sort of shuffle your way into <laughs> right. it every time. Do you really actually know it? Yeah. You know, where you, whereas you can say, okay, this is what I do. I break it in like this. This is where I step. I step here. This, these are the beats. This is the timing, and you can do it every single time. Yep. You know, um, to that footwork, to that music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that repeatable thing, I, mean, I, I spoke with Anthony, um, Anthony Lewis from Country Dance X, and that was his big thing. <clears throat> He's grown up in, not, not grown up, but his dance career grow up has been stuff that's more traditional. And there is a set pattern of footwork. And um, his kind of thing with Country Swing is it's just, everyone just kind of does what they want to do. It's kind of the Wild West. Mm -hmm. So establishing that kind of core footwork for a particular song. It doesn't necessarily have to be this is the country swing step, but the song could dictate what your country swing looks like with a basic pattern. If it's more of a West Coast beat, you can and it's just the that. beat. Yeah. You know, is it a two step beat? Is it a cha cha beat? Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of a thing. What's what's the song right. doing? Mm -hmm. Um and just listening to the music, which I you know, I, I think people need to spend some more time doing is actually yes. listening to what's going on. Even in a basic two-step, right. you'll get two steps where it seems like people have one speed. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the and song is. And it's a is. thousand miles an hour. And you take off and it's a slower two-step. Yeah. And all of a sudden your partner's on a racetrack down that, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, this is a slower one. Let's back, you know, kind of back it down yeah. a little bit. Listen to the music. Let's, let's get on beat. Right. Um, but when you do that, it's... It flows so much better, and it's so much more fun, and everything just makes sense. The way that you move around it, whether you're doing a classic progressive two-step mm -hmm. or you're doing a swing-style you know, um, style dance, um, it moves so much better yeah. when you're on with the music, <laughs> when you are on beat, when you are setting your sequences up right. with the beat. I mean, number one, the beat of the music. But then if you can hear, if it's a song you know, then it's oh, yeah. easier. But if you start to hear the rise and the fall mm -hmm. of the music, when you want to start <laughs> to speed things up a little bit, and when you've got a break and you want to go into a, you know, dip into a hold, and yep. you know, hold that position, and then come back out of it, you know, on beat. Yeah. When you see people do it, it's rare. But when you see people do that, you're like, that's what I want to look like. Right. They look good. Yep. Yeah. Just real quick. This is coming from Mr. I didn't want anything to do with dancing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Two years. He's mm -hmm. like a yeah. student of the game now. Yeah, kind of off of that. Um, so we, um, in this group that we have, the List Tips and Tricks group, um, we've also added, um, we learn one line dance um, mm. every single time that we meet. And this Mr. I don't dance is actually our... Um, improv instructor nice. I, I kind of threw it at him it was the the day everyone was coming over and I literally texted him I was like hey uh you're teaching new thing or whatever it was well it was she put it down on the invite yeah. and it's make a shake oh yeah she's that's like, what it she's was she's like line dance teach make a shake and I looked at that and I'm like Huh. Who's teaching? I wonder who she's going to teach that. And I'm like, I kind of knew the answer, but I just wanted to wait and see what she was going to do. So I said nothing. And then she calls me up and she's like, oh, by the way, you're teaching it. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's yeah, awesome. the, the first official, I mean, I'd helped people before sure. just, you know, like, hey, can you show me this or do you know, a little, yeah, little yeah. stuff on the side, you know, but it's like my first <laughs> official line dance teach in front of 20 people with me actually in front of them, yeah. 20 people behind me was make a shake, you know, <laughs> at, at, you know, the second one of these or whatever yeah. it was. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so go big or go home, right? How did you like the teaching aspect of it? Well, I've always, actually, I like it. I, I've always um, enjoyed it. I've never, I, I've never, I don't ever really seek it out, mm. um, but it happens and I just enjoy it. Oh. Um, I, I like, um, I enjoy the teaching aspect very much, but it's not so much that I think I, I enjoy being the teacher as I enjoy helping other people sure. learn things sense. and then watching them get it mm -hmm. um, and be able to do it. I know you very, very well, so I feel like I can say this. Part of your enjoyment is once we go to a country bar and that song comes on, like New Thing or Make It Shake, and all of our lifts, dips, and tricks people like sprint out to yeah. the floor, and yeah. it's just, it's that community feel on the dance floor, and it's yeah. so special, and then everybody else is like, oh, what's that new dance? And it's fun to teach other people, yeah, and now totally. other people are interested in that dance, and that's kind of it 100%. bringing people in. It's, it's I mean, that's why amazing. I approached you. Yeah, you know, I, I'm like, hey, we've got a lot of these new, fun. They're hard, yeah. You know, dances, but they look like so much fun. The music is so good, That's but we can't do it. Yeah, just once, right? You know, these are hard dances. You can't teach it one time to two or five or ten people, yeah. and then expect it to hit the dance floor. Right. You have got to make it. Um, you've got to put it in front of people. Right. Over and over. And over again, mm -hmm. you've got to teach it one time here at this location, and then within a week, you need to teach it elsewhere at another location, yeah. and then a couple days later, and then a week later, review it. And people need to have multiple opportunities to show up yeah. to learn it, to relearn it, revisit it, practice it. And then you end up with what we had just over literally the last week. Yeah, is two Wednesdays ago, we do get wild, yeah, at, you it. know, on the dance floor. And there's two of us doing it. Right. Uh, or cherry on top. And there's two of us doing it. One week later, we've got 10 or 12 people on the floor doing it. It's played at beach. It's played at renegade. It's played at off base. Mm. Seven days later. And there's, instead of two people doing it, 10 or 12 people are doing it. And everyone who's not doing it is either, they're trying, the couple people or the brave people are trying to follow <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to follow it. And the rest of the people are standing there with their jaws dropped going, what is that? That looks like so much fun. Yeah. Um, where do we learn it? When are you going to teach it again? That's what I want to... So how did you guys get into that? Like, You've all been kind of traditional going to the country bars and seeing what line dances were presented to you there. Mm -hmm. When did this switch happen where that you're, you're, you're looking at these crazy phrase dances that are 80 counts? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... I. For me, you were you... one of the first, like I started, I'd never really take, taken dance classes before and I mm. went to your classes at the facility and you brought in these harder dances and I was like, this is cool. This yeah. is so cool. Um, and then from that went to um, Adia um, hosts up in mm -hmm. at Waterwheel. Um, Water, Waterwheel, right? Waterwheel, yeah. Um, up in Norco. Yeah. Um, then she hosted some... Uh, really cool circuit dances and we went drove up there and and then um honestly i have to say a lot of it is from brandon uh brandon and andrew Choi will send me these dances that from <laughs> choreographers and be like okay we're learning this okay we're learning that 
And I just have this whole, it builds this whole list in my yeah. inbox of all the ones we have to learn. But I think they do a lot of research on their own too. It's fun. I think it's fun becoming the student again. Because once you learn, you know, the bar, the dances that you're going to do at a bar, they all hit some kind of ceiling where they're not going to get much more difficult than that because they want to kind of appeal to the regular bar goers so they can mm -hmm. go up there and feel confident to get on the dance floor. But... Once you go enough, you know you can pick up a dance, kind of, you know, give me mm -hmm. five minute run through and I got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that ability to the that ability to become a student again and, and learn a dance that's kind of challenging and maybe some footwork that you haven't done before. Oh man, this is going to take more than 10 minutes. I'm going to have to spend some time. Yeah. That's what a lot of these new dances are for me. Yeah. And it's not that I think that every dance has to be an 80 count phrase, <laughs> sure. you know, advanced, you know, et cetera. You know, I'm Five more than happy to learn. Six tags. Right. You know, some of them are like that. Um, there's some of the best dances out there are like improver, you know, level mm -hmm. 32 count, no tag, no restart, you know, sure. kind of dance. Um, but I mean, line dance, I mean, even back up a little bit, I, I think, uh, cause I got a question on this on one of my Instagram posts mm. on posting some of these new dances yeah. and somebody I hadn't talked to in a while says, are all the new dances this hard? Cause it looks <laughs> like it. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, no, absolutely right. not. You know, it's just that, um, I mean, two things. Um, one, I think the line dances is, is evolving. You know, it, it's no longer just slapping leather or sure. electric slide or, you know, or something like that yeah. as, as it's been around and more, uh, more choreographers are getting into it. They're, they're pushing it more and they're mm -hmm. coming up with new stuff and you're seeing footwork change. You're seeing moves change. You know, it's like you see shifts. There's like, it's like there's, um, themes in choreography. It's like right now <laughs> I would say a sweep is a theme. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Everybody is sweeping everything. Front sweep, back sweep, you know, sweep the leg, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a big kind of a trend thing. right now is um, a lot of upper body and movement exactly. choreographed with your feet. Yep. Mm. And and that's the other I think that's the other big theme I'm starting to see in these upper level dances <laughs> is we're starting to see upper body and hand and arm Sure. You know, choreography being brought into the dances. But this comes back to what I posted about um, my little story about Down to the Roots. Mm. Is, you know, you, you asked the question, where do you find these line dances? Well, that one, I just kind of geeking out one day. I pulled up Copper Knob and I'm like, let me see if I can find a cool dance. And right. I've done this before with other dances. The guy who never danced. Right. <laughs> Browsing <And> Copper Knob. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking for, for the new hot dances. I'm looking at, you know, favorite choreographers. And I just pulled that dance up. And yeah. I watched their demo. And I went, I, 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 you, can't, you can't get this on the radio. Because my, my eyes just bugged out. My <laughs> mouth dropped open. But that's basically what I did. You know, when I was watching, I'm like, this song is great. And that dance is awesome. Yeah. And I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> um, but I know I want to learn. Sure. Because it's like I just I'm the kind of person that I always like to in whatever I'm doing, um, any of my hobbies, I like to grow, I like to improve, I of like course. to learn, I want to get better, that kind of a thing. So I looked at this and goes, I have no idea if I can ever do that, um, but it looks really freaking cool, and I want to learn that dance. Yeah. Um, and so I just pulled it up. No, I mentioned it to a couple people. It's like I, don't, I haven't heard of that. I don't know what that is. You know, mm. nobody ever heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm like I don't care. I'm gonna teach it to myself. I have no idea if it was. If I ever get the chance to ever do it on a dance floor, yeah. anybody else would ever learn it. If I'd ever have the chance to do it with anybody else. But I'm like, I'm going to pull up the step sheet and I'm going to figure this thing out. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. And I love that dance. And I finally had the chance now to teach a couple of, you know, to yeah. a couple other people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rebecca came back. It was featured at Windy City. It, yeah. was, it turned out it was actually a pretty big deal. You know, wow. big dance. And yeah, Windy City was, you know, was just good. a month ago. Yeah. Um, and we did it for the first time on the dance floor Crazy. Wednesday at Renegade. Um, I didn't realize that. You know, but yeah. Um, it's just new stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just learning. It's growing. It's stuff that I'm like, I don't know what to do with, you know, Ricky Bobby moment. I don't know what right. to do with my hands. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so are you guys going to start going to some of these circuit events more often now? Or what's the deal there? So I made it a goal for 2020 to go to Vegas Dance Explosion. Yeah. yeah so that one just looks incredible. It's um, super fun. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to try to make it to the edge with you and Adia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's. I think it's kind of sparked that interest. All these new circuit dances coming in and and kind <laughs> and of addicted. If you can't go to Palm Springs, I'll buy your ticket from you <laughs> because it's been sold out for a while now. That's right. So yeah. if you're opting out of it, I actually looked it up and I'm like, oh, that's right, it's sold out. BJ I has do a have a Are ticket you going? to Palm Springs. I'm... Are you gonna use it or do you need to sell it? Because I I'm... might need to. <laughs> because if you need to sell it, um, I'll let you know. Let me know. <laughs> But that's that's something that's really interesting, and I and I talk to Adia about this um, often. It's how do we get the younger crowd excited about you know more of the circuit dances and not just being you know having not just going out to the bars and doing just the bar dances. What do we? Where how do we take those folks and get them to the, some of these events and kind of make their skills a little bit more refined? Because that's what some of these events do. They they're not just learn learn these you know crazy dances. They teach you like techniques and you learn stuff about the dances that make them unique. They're not just your typical, you know, double D or you're stomping mm-hmm. and doing these regular typical uh, line dance moves. They, they incorporate little like body movements and really precise like timing with your All points and pauses and, and offbeat, you know, tight yeah. I mean, from the syncopation to even, you know, different, um, you yeah. know, beats than even, you know, half beats. And yeah. Like no. that. that, uh, I mean, count. it's, it's intimidating. Like if you got, if you told me a year ago, like, oh, we're gonna learn a sixty-four count, I would have been intimidated. I would have been very intimidated. But I think it's a matter of getting getting them to do just one and realizing your skill level. If you yep. if you can if you have the right teacher who will break it down and um, you know you can get it one or two times and keep practicing it, um, it real it makes you realize your skill set. Yeah. Um, so that was like a big. Um, realization for me when I started taking your classes sure. is that I can actually get some of these longer ones and and I think the, the people that you've brought on to your the LDT mm-hmm. kind of group they're realizing that and that's gonna spread because like wait how did you learn that how did you learn that and yeah with get wild you mm-hmm. know I Brandon said okay this is the one I want to teach uh, this night and I was like you know are you sure this is this is a, <laughs> a harder one are you sure and he's like I mean it's on the same level as make it shake and I was nervous about it, and everyone got it. Yeah, everyone looked awesome out there. It was the, great. The more you, the more you learn, the like the easier dances get for mm-hmm. whatever reason. It's just how it works. <clears throat> Something I wanted to touch base. Sorry, I just like switch subject really yeah. quickly, but um, I don't think I brought this up in. Um, I know I sent you guys some questions, but something that is unique about this group also is you're doing both. You're doing partner and line dancing. And I find that there's not a lot of people out there that do both or that are interested in getting <clears throat> getting better at both. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoy that you're doing both of those things because I don't want it to be, 
oh, I go country dancing, but I only do line dancing or I only do two step. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to be good at everything? Yeah, yeah it's funny. I, I feel like there were some, originally there were some guys in our group who were more of like, you know, we came for the partner dancing, but since we, we hosted like the line dance right before we went into the partner dancing, you saw them get out on the floor, they actually got the dance, <laughs> yeah. now they're doing it out at the country bar, and it's that switch of, right. all right, if, if everyone's doing it, all right, I'll spare a couple, like, 30 minutes on it, and, and we'll do this. Well, and we've got another one now, um, and a different name, and it's just slight twist to the other okay. side of it. LDT um, is, is partner dance focused. Sure. We do line dancing with it. But the purpose is, is still... You know, from a start and primarily partner dancing. Okay. That, that's what, you know, we want to keep that sure. focus. Because um, there's just not a lot of avenues. There's a lot of places to go and learn line dances, even if they're not the new hard totally. ones. There's a lot of places to go to learn those. Yep. There's not a lot of places to actually go and spend an hour, two hours, three hours with different people, different yeah. skill sets to learn two-step and swing and things like that. Um, but something, you know, on the line dance, especially on the harder <laughs> one, because it, it can be challenging, um, to teach some of these dances in a bar setting. Totally. Um, your li- attention spans are limited, you know, the number of people that are in those settings who, who might actually want to learn something. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we're doing is kind of self-selecting. Sure. The only people that show up are the people that want to do this stuff. Exactly. So the people that don't want to learn how to partner dance just don't show up to LDT. Mm-hmm. The people that don't want to learn Cherry on Top don't show up to learn Cherry on Top. <laughs> you know, um, that's just the way it is. So yeah. just by that very nature, the only people that show up to these are ones that want to do that kind of a thing. And that's a really good environment to teach uh, in as well, especially if, if you're not necessarily a teacher by, I don't know, trade or whatever. If people show up that are genuinely interested in in learning that dance, it makes it much, much simpler to to get that lesson done. Yeah. So what I started doing here, you know, in my house here, Mm. is this this grew out of just something, just having a couple friends over for wine midweek because it was like, hey, Monday, what are you doing tomorrow? You got to do anything? No, you want to come over and just hang out and you know, let's, let's pull a couple of bottles of wine from my cellar and we'll have some food and just hang out. Yeah. Like, literally, we are going to do he nothing. He makes a great cheese plate, let me tell you. <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny because it's like we always go out, you know, modern society or whatever, you yeah. know, phones and internet and everything. It's like people talk by text. And, and even when we're out on the dance floor, mm-hmm. um, it's like we say hi and, and a lot of people have some very, very surface level chit chat. Yep. And then you're out on the dance floor and you come back, that's about it. You know, how much time does anybody really spend in actual conversation about life for an hour or two hours or three hours? And so I started just having, you know, just literally four or five people over and we just hang out. And then it turned out that a lot of those, pretty much all those people tended to be dance people. (laughs) And so like, hey, well, you know, we're here. Uh, Maybe we could learn to dance. And because most of those people tended to be people that, you know, were also interested in some more of the fun stuff, we're like, let's take this as an opportunity to take a really small group who is interested in some of the little, you know, more challenging ones. Yeah. And we'll pull the cars out of the garage and, you know, we're going to hang out for a little while and we'll have some, you know, nibble on some food and catch up and, you know, all that kind of stuff and have a glass or two of wine. And then we head out in the garage um, and we start working on one of these hard dances. And it's only a two-car garage, so I can only have, like, five people. You know, I always got people complaining to me, how come I wasn't invited? How come I didn't know about it? I was like, well, I, 
if it was just the wine, I can have 20 people over, but right, right, it's right. the garage. I can only have like five. <laughs> you know, I don't have a lot of room in there. Right, right. Um, and we started calling it um, whining and lining. You know, wine dash ing, line sure. dash ing, whining and lining. <laughs> you know, or wine and line for short. Yeah. For, for, I'd like to say, for Aaliyah and I, the whining with the lining is a little bit more difficult. So. <laughs> A little less whining and more lining is better for us. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the night. Yeah. Um, you know, but we took that as an opportunity to really, you know, focus on some of these dancers, yeah. the ones that I've been posting lately or, you know, sure. kind of and learning about. Um, and so it's grown and people started, you know, people have been asking. When you start, it's like you say, how do you get interest? Mm-hmm. Well, we started posting, you know, we start posting stuff about it. You know, we talk, first we start talking to people. Here's this great dance. Now we start teaching it. Yeah. A couple of people mean, learn it. Even, uh, so you had Country X or Dance X mm. on here and um, people bring that to LDT and like their videos and like, hey, they did this really cool move. Let's talk about it. So yeah. I think social media and YouTube videos and things bring a lot of yeah. interest. Totally. Um, yeah. But, you know, so we, we teach it to four or five people. We show up on a dance floor and we do it. Yep. All of a sudden people are like, what was that? You know, and they're like, when, when did you learn that? Where did you learn that? <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, you know, and, and, and now it grows. And then that's where we said, now we're, we're like, hey, let's pick these two or three or four dances. Let's take one or two at a time. Let's work our way through. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, you know, and at first you get two people on the floor doing it. Next time you have six or eight. Right. And then you have 10 or 12 doing it. And all of a sudden you show up somewhere one day and you didn't even <laughs> know they played the song there. And there's 20 people doing it. <laughs> that's how it worked at Cahoots yeah. uh, towards the end too, because um, it was... Really shortly after the Moonshine locations opened up, they were introducing kind of newer styles of, of line dancing. And we have a couple of the Incahoots faithful that would go to beach and they'd bring back dancing. You guys should check this out. And then slowly but surely, we just kind of stole dances and yeah. brought it into Incahoots. So, yeah. But it's, it's funny you say that because um, when I moved up to Northern California mm-hmm. and uh, Stoney's Rock and Rodeo yeah. was my home bar, the first time I walked in there, and I'd already been dancing for maybe four or five years, I walked in there and I felt like a complete beginner. All the dances <laughs> were different, like it just completely different. Yeah. And I kind of had to build my repertoire again. It's, Interesting. It's amazing how many different bars just have their unique dances yeah. and um, but it was amazing all the ones they were doing there were very different styling from mm-hmm. uh, maybe the ones at in cahoots or even cowboy country so um it really expanded a lot of uh my background with it yeah. that's how new thing got brought down here was from stoney's yes, <laughs> yes. shout out ray ray went up there and uh, i think darren and cheyenne showed her showed mm-hmm. him yep. <laughs> he just brought it down here. uh well what else did I want to talk about? We've been talking for a while now. Jeez, I didn't even realize that. Well, I know it's your Thanksgiving episode. It's the Thanksgiving so episode. I did want to say that um, Lifts, Dips, and Tricks has always been a very open invite. People bring friends. And just from that, I have met so many incredible dancers. And a lot of people that I've seen on the floor thought they're amazing. And the next thing you know, they're in my racquetball court yeah. and teaching me some of their really cool moves. Um, but it's just brought... So much community, so many new friends, awesome. so much deeper relationships with um, with our friend group that um, it's been really special. And I think that's important. You brought it up as well, Brandon, is those deeper friendships because <clears throat> I think we've all been, you know, at our local bars and you see the people that are there regularly and you have those surface level conversations mm-hmm. like how you been, what's new, nothing, 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 great, let's go dance. Mm-hmm. But having a group that meets up outside of the bar, then you're... you're 
there's nowhere to escape to. You're you're sitting in the racquetball court or mm-hmm. you're sitting in someone's garage. You're not just going to sit there quietly. You're going to have conversations yeah. about you know life and what, <laughs> what's going on. And um, that's only going to strengthen the the dance communities. And, and it's yeah. it's solid. So I love that what you guys are doing. Well, yeah. I do. I mean, I've got a lot of hobbies, a lot of interests. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I have made more friends in the last year and a half. Yeah. Doing this than anything else I have ever done it's in crazy, my life. Right? Um, just more good people, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, more good friends. And then we don't, it's not, I mean, it starts off, you meet them dancing, but then you go off and you do other stuff. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not just like we are dance friends. Sometimes you refer right. to that as like a dance family. Dance it's gone beyond that. Yep. I mean, yes, we met dancing. Sure. And it's probably our most common activity. But we go do other stuff too. Right. You know, no, totally. um, and that's, I mean, that's, I think what the sign that, you know, you, you really are a family, you really are friends, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, you're not just Friday night acquaintances. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I think that's a good point to leave it on. Yeah. A little warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Some warm sappy. and fuzzy out there for you. <laughs> Wait, actually, what are your favorite Thanksgiving dishes? So you're gonna ask favorite line dances. I'm okay. going. I'm, <laughs> We're switching we can, it up. <laughs> we can do we can do lightning round right there right now. <laughs> favorite dance. Oof. Oh gosh. Um, I would I would say new thing right now just because it's so ridiculous and funny <laughs> and it's just kind of that it brings that feeling to the dance floor where you are making a fool of yourself with all of your friends. You guys are all laughing and. Yeah. It just brings a really fun vibe onto the dance it does. floor. I, I resisted for a while, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Brandon? Uh, classic line dance, walk the line. Okay. I mean, I know that's one of yours, too, yep. so I don't want to sound like I'm just copying it. It's, <laughs> it's, a, same, good, it's it is, a good one. And it's the same songs, you know. Yeah. It, it's Getaway Truck yep. and it's uh, That Girl. You know, those are the best two yeah. songs to do it to by far. Um, I like the walk, you know, as well for okay. this classic. Really? Um, yeah. You know, um, one, well, ones that been around for a little while. For a while, yeah. Um, you know, the new ones, you know, rotate. Holy moly is still. I still screw that one up. Holy moly! I still, I love it, and I still screw it up. I still curse it. Um, <laughs> I think that's why I wasn't ever scared about learning challenging dances because that was the first challenging yeah. dance that I've learned, and nothing has touched it since. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, you talk, you know, just real quick back those challenging ones. It's like, I like them right now. But even if you're somebody that, you know, you're like, I don't, you know, I yeah. just, I don't want to think about it that much. I just want to go out and right. do normal. Pick one. Mm-hmm. Learn one. Don't worry about it. Don't learn 20 of them. Yeah. You know, learn one though. Because learning that one will push everything else that you do mm-hmm. so much better. Yep. You know, um, you will improve so much on the stuff you are more apt to do. Um, even if it's just, if it's dizzy or if it's something yeah. that you've done 500 times over, um, just learning that one or two harder dance will make those totally so yeah. much cleaner. You I, know, think, so. I think I got lucky um, when Stoney's was my home bar. Um, because Cat Painter was mm. um, the teacher there, right. and so as a choreographer, she'd bring in some incredible dances sure. and was a great teacher. So we could actually get these harder dances. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, 
Favorite Thanksgiving meal? Or not meal. Uh, just what's your favorite item in Thanksgiving? Mashed potatoes. Hands Ooh. down, mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, dirty mashed potatoes or no skin? Dirty? That? Oh, okay. Uh, no skin. Okay. No skin. <laughs> so, to me, it's like half peel them. <laughs> like Clean mashed potatoes. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite dish. No? No. What? I, I really don't. I, I think about it, I don't know. It's, it's not about the food for me. Yeah, I get it. You know? Way to be, Brandon. <laughs> Here I'm I am. No hesitation. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's the people. Cold hearted. <laughs> okay. Oh, mac and cheese guy. There you go. <laughs> is that a Thanksgiving dish? I always have mac and cheese. It is Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a bunch of different stuff that people have on, on Thanksgiving. Filipino, like the my Filipino friends would have like spaghetti on there on Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, crazy. I know but, Martinelli's is definitely the tradition. Like, mm, bottled everyone. They're <laughs> so good. All right. Any uh, events coming up for you guys that you want to tell folks about or anything that you want to plug? This yeah. is your. We've got like marketing. <laughs> yeah, we've got like three coming up. Um, yes, I think the next lift dips and tricks is on December twelfth. Um, so anyone can message me, let me know if you're interested. Again, it's an open invite. Come hang out and learn with us. Do you have like an Instagram that they can reach out to you? Uh, Facebook. I actually Facebook. don't have an Instagram. <laughs> I knew it. I always try to tag you in things like I can't find Katie. <laughs> She's yep. not there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I... we've um, whining and lining is expanding. Okay. It's moving out of my garage. Sweet. It's going to move to the same location. That racquetball court. And we're getting a lot of love. December 3rd, and I think it's December 17th. Okay. The 3rd is a Tuesday, um, and the 17th, I think, is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the different themes, whereas LDT um, will still probably do A-line dance, but it's not going to be sure. one of the advanced the ones because okay. that's not the focus. Got it. Yeah. Um, we'll review some stuff and do something intermediate. Um, wine and line is line dance focused. Mm-hmm. Um, where we will do, you know, a harder one, an intermediate uh, one, review some stuff, okay. um, and then in the breaks, you know, probably just review stuff, put some sure. fun music on, line dance too, or do some partner dancing in the breaks, kind of like we do line dancing in the breaks with LDT. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. And, and then just one more thing um, for lift tips and tricks. I think the next, um, I know we want to do something for kind of the holiday season, but we were talking about. Um, you know, Adia has been coming out with those um, videos mm. for the line dances, yeah. which is great and super cool, very inspirational. Um, so we were thinking about doing a video of everyone doing their favorite moves and kind of making it into oh, this compilation awesome. for the holiday season. So um, doing it a little bit more formal and everyone dresses up and, and we film it. So yeah, that's Sweet. that's next on the horizon for December. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for taking some time to talk with me about really the community that you're building right now. It's pretty sweet, so I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, See, you can find me, Country Soul Everything. Country Soul, like the soul of your shoe, not the soul of your being. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Events for me always Monday night at the facility in Pacific Beach at 7.30. Um, Try it out. Yeah, it's super fun. I typically don't wear boots. It's just like sweats and some comfortable clothes. We'll do some crazy stuff. Um, the first Monday of every month. Cherry on top coming up December, whatever that first Monday is in December. December 2nd? Okay, December 2nd. Um, other than that, Wednesdays in Escondido through the city of Escondido. Session is already in uh, a go right now, so you'll have to wait till the next session kicks off probably in January. Um, outside of that, I'll have LaFleur's Winery on December 28th. I believe that's at 6.30. Uh, 
cool little urban winery up in San Marcos. Uh, I don't have a bunch of other things. December 15th with Adia and Tustin, we're going to be doing a country swing workshop there. I know Orange County has been asking for a country swing workshop, so that is coming on December 15th. December 8th in Encinitas, North County, San Diego, I'm doing just a one kind of one hour kickoff event there to see what the market is like because I, I know it's up there. We just haven't had an opportunity. So hopefully folks can come out for that and um, I wanna try to do a weekly class up there actually. Um, always remember the edge March 7th, 2020. Tickets are going to increase in price December 1st. So make sure you jump on those early bird tickets. Um, they're doing really well right now. I'm actually very excited about this. We'll announce a new instructor probably the same day that this podcast episode comes out. So keep an eye out for that. I think that's everything. Also, shout out to Ray really quick. He's in Spain right now. He met David Villas in Spain. If you don't know who David Villas is, he's the choreographer of Holy Moly. And I am extremely jealous that he <laughs> got to hang out with him. Wow. Yeah. So. Leave it to Ray. He would course, go find him insane. Right? Anyway, I have to head out right now to go teach some two-stepping at Cheval Winery. Um, if you don't know about Cheval Winery, every Friday they have line dance lessons, and they're going to change up the format a little bit next year, I believe, where there's going to be more just open dancing because we've cultivated that community Woo-hoo! up there in Escondido nice. to just no dances. So that's going to be more of an open dance place on Friday along with lessons. So um, until next time, folks. Keep on dancing.